Dave G wants to know by email if a seasonal business is worth any more or any less. I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Dealmaking, the podcast, YouTube channel, and blog where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things, I talk to interesting people, and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like and be sure to hit subscribe, and let's get to it. Well, this is an awesome question, and thankfully... Uh, I live in the Great White North, which is a place where we have a lot of seasonal businesses. Now, what exactly are we talking about when we're talking about seasonal businesses? So many businesses have a busy season, right? So the retail is busy at Christmas time, right? But it's open year round. And that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is our businesses that actually open at a certain time of year and then have a closing at a certain time of year. And then there's a period of the year where there's no operations. There's there's no customers being served or whatnot. And maybe there might be something like a little bit of maintenance going on, but really they are closed to the public during that time of year. So this could be a winter-based business like a ski hill, right? It's not open in the summertime. Or it could be a business that's only open in the summertime, like a campground, right? And so a lot of these types of businesses will try to not be seasonal. They'll look for different opportunities to do uh, business in the off season, for example, to try to become year round businesses. But for many of them, it's just not an option. So what Dave is asking is, is there an impact on uh, the value that a business might have if it's a seasonal business? And he up further goes on to ask, what if you buy at the beginning or during the off season? Does that affect the value that you would pay for the business. So let me give you a few things about seasonal businesses in no particular order, but let's address the first one. Number one, um, do seasonal businesses have a different price based on the fact that they have a closing time each year? And I can tell you that in my experience, they sometimes can. And if they do have a different price, it's usually higher. And here's why. Um, the idea that you could own a business and have all of the advantages of business ownership and then actually have a period of the year where you're not doing anything, where the business is closed, um, so that you could potentially go away for several months every year is attractive to some buyers from a lifestyle point of view. So here in Canada, if you had a seasonal business that was closed from Christmas time until you know mid-March or something, um, you could literally go away live in Florida or something and um, not have to worry about how the customers are being served or, or anything like that because the locks are locked. The doors are locked. It's just not open. And so I've seen this, uh, for example, in like boat related businesses where people have been willing to pay more because they have this summer business campgrounds, especially this is an attractive feature for them where people will run a campground all summer long. And then they'll take their own camper down to Florida for the wintertime uh, and just not have to worry about what's going on back home. So that's the first part. The second part um, about when you buy it. So 
one of the nice things about a seasonal business is that the activity of the year is very compartmentalized. We will know, um, you know, like if the business is open from March until October, for example, every year, then we will know in October, even though we haven't hit the year end, what the year end will essentially be. So it means that we can have an idea. This is how the performance was this year. And we can actually start to move forward on the purchase of the business without this hangover or trailing desire to always want the latest information. A lot of times if someone has a deal and they want to close it in the late fall, they'll want to like extend the closing so they get the year end financials, right? Or, or maybe the lender wants that or, or people just say, well, we're so close to the end of the year. Why don't we just delay the closing a little bit so we know exactly how the year finished we know that everything is still you know, running well with this business. You don't have that problem with seasonal businesses because the, the essential activity ends a little bit earlier, which means that downtime is actually the perfect time to do a transaction because there's nothing going on, right? And so you can do the transaction in the off season when the business is closed. And then when the business wakes up in the spring or in the fall, depending on the type of business, then the, the seller is able to do the full opening of the business training with the new owner. And then the new owner gets up and running, they operate it. And then maybe part of the transition is, the, is that the seller will come back in the fall to help with the winding up of the business in the fall and teach everything that has to be known about taking care of that to get ready for the winter or, or what have you. And so that seasonal business kind of makes this natural break in where you would want the transaction to occur. Now, if we're talking about a business that is, you know, closed for the winter, so they're, they're wind things up in October, they're going to start things up in April. If you bought that business in November or December, you now own it with several months of no revenue coming in. So does that affect the price? I think that's what Dave was getting at with this question. Um, usually not, but it does affect the terms. So in the deals that I've done for businesses like that, what we usually have is that a seller note, for example, would only have payments starting once the season has begun. So the deal might close in November, but the first payment on the note might only be made in June. And because there's simply no cash flow there. And sometimes, um, you know, lenders will get on board with that kind of thing most often not. So if the buyer needs to be paying a bank loan for a couple of months before the, you know, the business starts, what I've also seen happen is that everything will get lined up and then the closing might move more towards that opening time. And this is the kind of stuff that has to be negotiated, right? And if everyone knows that there's several months of the year with no cash flow, it's easy for people to, to accommodate this. Where sellers get freaked out is that if you have a deal and you want to move the closing date just before starting season, the seller will realize if something happens in this deal and, and it goes wrong and the deal doesn't close, I'm then going to have to operate likely for a whole season before another buyer comes around and likely wants to see how the year went before they're willing to do the purchase in the fall or, or what have you. And so what may happen is you might end up with a, a set of terms where you come to an agreement in November for a March closing so you can get the bank financing in place and have your first payment starting when the cash flow begins 
the seller note financing might start a little bit later. But when the deal is arrived at in November, you might put a deposit down that is now non-refundable. So you're now committed to it and you've got skin in the game to make sure that you actually do go forward with the deal in the spring when the business is going to be reopening for the new season. Anyway, great questions, Dave. And uh, I'm surprised that no one's asked me about that before. Um, there are people out there who really are looking for these seasonal businesses because they want that lifestyle where they want to be a hands-on operator and maybe a very small business where they're working every day in the business, serving customers, managing employees, etc. But they want to enjoy the lifestyle aspects that can come from actually having a closed business for several months of the year where they can depart and go do something else. In fact, I know a, a food truck guy here locally that runs food trucks for most of the year. And then for three months every year, I think they go to Asia and uh, relax somewhere warm uh, and just enjoy themselves in the off season when quite frankly, you wouldn't want to be out in a food truck here. A little bit, a little bit stormy. Anyway, if you want to uh, learn more about buying a business, head on over to businessbuyeradvantage.com. That's where you can learn all about the services that I provide for people that want to learn how to buy a business. And you can sign up for the Business Buyer Advantage online course which I've been offering for years and I keep adding new modules to it. And it teaches people the realistic way of how you buy a business, how you look at it, how you evaluate it for small businesses and how you acquire them in a risk controlled way. Even if you find a great business, if you don't buy it in the right way, you can end up putting yourself in a risky position, which is what you're trying to avoid by buying a business that already has revenue, customers, profits, and and, um, and employees and everything, right? So anyway, head on over to businessbuyeradvantage.com to learn more about that. And with that, I'll see you later and uh, we'll talk to you soon. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site, davidcbarnett.com, where you can learn more about me and how I work with my clients. You can learn more about my books and the online courses that I've prepared for you. You can find out about how to subscribe to my email list, the YouTube playlist, etc. There's literally hundreds of hours of content there, all for free, and I'd love for you to be my guest. Special thanks go out to Jeff Alpaw Customs for being my tailor. Men all around the world can look dangerous, just like me, with the help of Jeff Alpaw Customs. JeffAlpod.com. Use the code DCB10 to save. They handle multiple currencies and ship anywhere you happen to be.